Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friends? Chrissy Crash here with another episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I am here with one of my favorite people on the planet, besties, master of having fun and knower of all things cannabis, B-Train. What's up, buddy? Woo! Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm so excited. If you guys haven't heard any of the other episodes that I've done with B-Train, you should definitely go back. We did like a work from home episode. We did a body image episode. All kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Good things. But today, today we're here to talk about cannabis. And whenever I think Ooh. of cannabis, I think I think of B train. And it's funny because like I feel like for the majority of the time that I knew you, like it was obviously from like the roller derby space, but there was this one point where like you went cannabis and you like never went back. And it has yeah. become anything and everything. Why did that happen? I dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to not go all in so I call it my personality but it was one of those things too like I mean we've all we've been in health wellness and fitness for I don't know 15 100 years so it yeah. was just kind of like next evolution in my career so it was just yeah. really neat to get into the plant medicine space where because again there are alternatives to pharmaceuticals and where pharmaceuticals do have a time and place the side effects can get be really gnarly. Yeah. There's- and granted, gr- granted, we do we do acknowledge that there are you know many people that those drugs do help and they are helpful, but there are also people out there that do not necessarily want to ingest chemical substances or like pharmaceutical man-made substances, etc. Um, exactly. And so this has so, yeah, brought exactly. you to this. This has brought you to really diving into cannabis. So today we're actually going to talk about cannabis and athletes. And B, you just finished getting your, you just finished pharmacy school. Yes. So University of Maryland's pharmacy school, it's been around since like the 1800s. A few years ago, they launched a, they launched a master's in science for medical cannabis science and therapeutics. And one of the things that I love being in the cannabis space is that there's a lot of room for growth. At the same time, like, I, you know, call me a nerd as well, where I want to like know as much as I possibly can. And I also want to know it from the anecdotal side in terms of just like conversation. And then I also, like, I also respect the medical portion of that. And the only way to really do that is to go through traditional schooling of pharmacy school or of a traditional university. Like, I'm not saying that you're not going to get the education you know, from LinkedIn and being a certified ganjir, but like, that's not why I'm here. I want to make medical cannabis as a recognized drug and a recognized 
opportunity and a safe place for patients. So just because you have a certification, you get your like little gold star, like I completed this LinkedIn course. Like when it comes to <laughs> Not pharmacy. The same. Yeah. And like when it comes to pharmacy and when it comes to medicine and approved drugs, the FDA, the DEA, all the A's, like that's the path that I chose. So what do you feel like then are like the specific benefits then if we're looking at like cannabis for athletes, like what is the, how can people specifically use this for either during training, competition, recovery, mm -hmm. like what would be, cause like, I know for me, I think of it more like, okay, I'm going to use this for like sleep to yep. chill out before I go for a jungle walk, you know, yeah. but like if people are looking at this, like what, what can they actually look at for like benefits as an athlete? Like why should athletes be using cannabis? mainly the anti-inflammatory properties, um, as well as pain. So there's different ways that, you know, you can take a look at like cannabis as a plant, or if you're going to look at each cannabinoid as an isolate and take it from there, because cannabis does react in our system a little bit different depending on the particular molecule. So whether it's THC or any of the other C's. So, you know, if you have like general pain as we hurt, so just like overall, like things just hurt and just it, you know, I would take a little bit more on just like CBD portion of it, like CBD, CBG, because they're really powerful anti-inflammatory. And then, but again, if you're having like specific fucking pain, pain, like whether it's neuropathy or if you bonked your head or it's just like when it comes to pain, you know, I would take a little bit, I would take, and also it's state dependent. So taking, taking a look at, you know, a little bit low dose THC where it's not so much again like you're going to blast off and go off the ground if you want to get after it like that's totally fine at the same time if you're looking at it for like a medicinal dose low dose THC and again you can go like medium large anyway like with CBD or CBG and any of the other ones because you're not really going to get like that intoxicated and not really oh unless you're Chrissy Crash. do you remember that time that I burnt my hand on boiling water. I poured boiling water on my hand and you were like, go to Whole Foods and get some CBD. And I did. And then I'm like, you're like, yeah, I can't get you high. So I drank the whole bottle. And do you remember it's I was really fucking high? Well, that thing, dude, like if it's full spectrum, there is that THC in there. And again, cause dry weight, FDA and like all the hemp laws and rules. So like, if you're drinking a full, like even when I worked for New Leaf Naturals, like if you drink a whole bottle of New Leaf, you're going to get fucking, you're going to, yeah, dude, you're going to go. So high. So I, so definitely follow like the amounts that you should take. Okay. So you're saying, so if it's more like CBD, CBG, this is more like if I'm just like overall like sore, like if I'm like day after about like everything freaking hurts. Whereas mm -hmm. if I have more like, let's call it like, I've pinched a nerve in my back and I have like leg pain shooting down my leg. That's more like I want to start adding in maybe like a little bit of THC. Correct. And there's a bunch of different delivery methods too. So again, thinking about it on like the medicinal side, you know, the fastest way to get a drug into your system is through an IV. IV mm -hmm. THC, not really, not really a thing. Although it's really funny. Like when I'm going through white papers and doing, did a bunch of homework, they're just like, yeah, we had this really great study had really good effects with like, IV intravenous THC. I'm like, that is not real world applicable, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, I, you know, I took again, like that's why I like tinctures and I like edibles because again, you can control your dose and you know what you're taking versus just like 
again, the other, like the second fastest way to get drugs into your system is through an inhaler, through your lungs. No, like blood brain barrier like it just goes into your system within 15 to 20 minutes like you're right there to where you need to be so at the same time like when it comes to dosing inhalable cannabinoids it's difficult because like we all have a different lung capacity i don't like coughing so i don't like you know pull a bunch of fucking like i don't pull a lot or pull really hard again because some of these you know I'm, i'm thinking about my team right now that's all around me where like they can get after it and just fucking like huge clouds, everything like that. And meanwhile, I have like little baby bitch lungs. I'm like, I don't like it. Do you remember <laughs> when you took me to that, that cannabis event? Oh, and you took your first dab and you baby birthed and I took, dab. <laughs> I took a shot. You're like, just take a shotgun of this other person's dab. And then you just care. You just led me by my hand through that event for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. Yeah. I hate being high, by the way. Like it's it, it freaks me out. I'm like more more recently now. I'm getting a little bit back into it, like from a meditative standpoint of like I have a little pen and I mm-hmm. will like take a little baby binger and then go walk in the jungle and like watch monkeys and like that's cool. But still not on that like social level. Like I don't want to be around people. I want to be in like my own little special world. Oh, same. Absolutely. No fucking way. Absolutely not. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have to say, though, for a minute, from like, even, you know, from like an anxiety standpoint, like I've found that CBD has been a really huge one just for like calming me down without getting me super high when I use proper dosages. Correct. Yeah. So that's the thing, too, is that like when it comes to anxiety, there's mixed results. So when it, especially like when it comes to THC. So if oh. we have so if we have an athlete like pain la 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 at the same time they also have anxiety it's a matter of just like ooh, maybe stay away from edibles because like you're in it to win it with edibles and especially like or if you're gonna go for an edible that's fine just make sure that it starts with you know one or two milligrams typically across the country it's it comes in like 2.5 milligram increments or it comes in like a 10 milligram where you can like cut it into fours mm-hmm. so it can get it can go either way that's why again like when it, if you do have anxiety, I would suggest inhaling it because you're only in it to win it for like 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour, and then you're done. And again, if you go after an edible, you're in it for, you know, anywhere from 48 hours, not yeah. 48. I have four, to say, four. I think the last, the last time I went for a little jungle walk, I think I was, I, I looked at my, my clock. I think I was high for like five hours. I'm like, I took one hit. And I was high for like five hours. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's not, it's not exactly my chicken. My chicken wings that I had after my jungle walk were delicious. But so okay. So what about like topical? So we're talking like okay, generalized pain, inhaling it, maybe taking some edibles, CBD, CBG, yep. more like yep. localized specific stuff, THC. But what when when do we use topical? Like what would topical be good for? Like for an athlete? Dude, I love topicals. So. And again, like, I don't know, put it where it hurts. <laughs> so my, my low back always sucks. And that's one of the things too, which is like, I love my new leaf CBD tincture at the same time. Like I hate their topical. I said it. I don't fucking like their topical. I don't, I don't like salves. It gets all fucking weird. You got to like heat it. Up. It's awful. At the same time, I know it's the same oil that goes into the topical. So if you have a tincture already, put it in your fucking lotion. It's the oh. same thing. Yeah. Same That's thing. a smart idea. 
so I can take like the tincture that I have in like my that I use for anxiety. I can like squeeze that into like some like shea butter or something and like smear it on my body. And it's the same thing. Yep. Exactly. It's the same thing. Nice. So how do you think cannabis compares to like more traditional medicine, just in terms of like effectiveness, safety? Mm -hmm. So again, like I always go to the side effects. So the other thing that we have to pay attention if you're incorporating cannabis or cannabinoid therapy into your existing routine is if like drug, drug interactions, there are drug, drug interactions. So you have to be mindful of what you're already taking. So if you ever come across someone who tells you there are no drug, drug interactions with cannabis, I give you full permission to punch them in the fucking face. Because if you are on hypertension medicine or so anything regarding blood pressure or what's the other one? It's mainly blood pressure and not your lymphatic system. I can get back to you on that. I'm having a fucking brain fart right now. But again, like if you're on the, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, it's your blood pressure. So there's blood sugar and blood pressure. So if you're on those particular drugs and you want to incorporate cannabis or cannabinoid therapy into your routine, space out your medication by two hours. So that'll give it enough time for whether you're taking cannabinoids or if you're taking your medication, that'll give your body enough time to process because if you're taking it at the same time, so if you're taking your blood pressure, blood pressure medication, or if you're taking your blood sugar, like insulin, or if you're taking any of that at the same time with cannabinoids, there is a very good chance that you will pass out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, I passed out. No big deal. Pass out, hit your head. Like that's fucked up. So, so like any on- drug, you need to make sure to check with your doctor and then space it out and, and know what to take and when. What about like compared to, so if we're talking about like, for example, like pain for athletes, like what about compared to like Advil or Aleve? Like those things, I mean, those things are relatively taxing on the body, just like from a liver standpoint, right? Correct. Yeah. So they are, and they can, again, like extended use and using it in moderation. So pretty much like what I, I'm like, I'm just going to pick on like PMS and my cramps right now. So literally nothing fucking works except for Advil. Mm-hmm. I've things. So I just know that, you know, at that time of the month where it's not that often. So I'm not taking, you know, 1600 milligrams of ibuprofen or Advil every day. Do I take 800, 1600, sometimes 3,200 milligrams, like to get me through the day. Absolutely. At the same time, it's not every day. So it's just a made, it's taking a look at like how much and how often once in a while your body can process that. Like, that's why we have our liver and our kidneys at the same time. Like there are studies out there that show, and like, you'll see it as, as like clickbait, like, Oh my God, CBD, you're going to destroy your liver. But look at the fucking data, man. Like we're talking thousands of milligrams that's just an isolate going into your system yes it will and again if you're taking low dose or moderate dose like of any of the cannabinoids you will be fine but again have a conversation with your doctor make sure that they're open to you know holistic medicine or we call it cam so complementary and alternative medicine and just being and just like treating it as a whole person Versus just like, I got this thing. I have this one pain point in my body, in my system. Where like, you have to take a look at all of it. Mm-hmm. And then- well, what do you, th- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you okay. go. So I was gonna say like, so cannabinoids and cannabis, it's also lipophilic. And a lot of medicine today, it's water soluble drugs. Mm-hmm. 
if you're just like, oh, this isn't working for me, eat a cheeseburger, eat an avocado. Like you will have a very different experience because cannabis is lipophilic. It's fat loving. And that's another reason why we didn't really pay attention, not really pay attention, but like we didn't really find the endocannabinoid system until like the 1900s and like the 50s and the 60s. So you want to make sure when you're taking this stuff that you're actually taking it with food. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll actually connect into the system faster. I actually had that experience at brunch. I like was feeling very anxious when I was PMSy one day, one morning. And so I like took, I took like a dropper of CBD and then I went to brunch and then I had brunch. And then all of a sudden halfway through brunch, I was like, oh my God, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it is not effective if you're on Mm -hmm. an empty stomach. I'm just saying it will be more effective when you eat something fat. Got it. Got it. What do you think are like some of the challenges that athletes are facing, especially like high level athletes, right? Like when it comes to like the accessibility of cannabis, like just in terms of like legality or like what are the barriers or like the social stigma that a lot of athletes are facing right now? So it has everything to do with stigma. And then it also has everything to do with the farm bill. So in 2018, the farm bill allowed for hemp derived cannabinoids to make magic happen. So you can buy THC gummies online now. And remember, a molecule is a molecule. So you can buy it online. And then like, depending on, you know, what state you're in, you can find the reviews. You want to get a reputable company. You want to get a certificate of analysis. I'm not saying that like there aren't some really good black market folks out there making some really good shit in their kitchen at the same time. just like, okay, this again, a high level athlete, you want to know where it's coming from. So unless you're in there, like, unless you can like touch the plant, you know, the ingredients, make sure that there's a certificate of analysis. And these products are coming from GMP certified facilities, which means that it's made in a clean room people are wearing their hair nets and you're not getting some like weird fucking beard in your products <laughs> is there any concern i feel like you and i had a conversation at one point about like for example when people vape or like smoke mm-hmm. like cannabis that's like in some kind of an oil format like is there was some yep. sort of a concern with what it was being i can't think of the word like held in yeah so there's a little bit all of it and fun <laughs> so the reason i actually moved to colorado was for a company called go fire where that was specifically for dose controlled inhaler or vaporizer. And then I spent, you know, a year and a half with Go Fire. It didn't work out at that time. I went to New Leap. So I went to the CBD and I went to the consumer packaged goods. I went to the hemp side for three years. And now I'm back in the vape hardware. So you really want to take a look at like your heavy metals testing so that like as the oil is sitting in the tanks, it's not leaching out and like you're not getting like the heavy metals like into your oil because again like it's going into your fucking lungs so you need to pay attention to like what are the ingredients you know because again like as cannabis as you're extracting that plant material it's kind of sludgy so it doesn't really like move as a liquid to go through the air holes to get heated up and like to go into your lungs so sometimes like you have to basically like we call it like cut it so you so you can cut it with other terpenes they can be derived from cannabis or they can be derived from other plants again molecules a molecule it's just that like once you start to cut it with you like mct oil does not belong in your lungs don't put in like I'm gonna just because you should put it in your coffee does not mean you should smoke it exactly and that's the problem because like and that's why in like 2019 we had that thing called evali where it's like 
I forget the specific words, but it's basically just like you get popcorn lung and you literally fucked up your lungs for the rest of your life. So like if you're going to inhale anything, know what the fuck is in it, man. Like what should they look out for? Like what would be the the yeses and what would be the noes for inhaling something? So what the yeses are cannabinoids and terpenes absolutely full send put it all over your body put it into your body like put it into your put it put it in any of your holes or on top of your skin like you will be fine it's just cannabinoids and terpenes so stay away from vitamin e acetate like just like it's a vitamin doesn't mean it needs to be in your fucking lungs man like just be mindful like all cannabinoids all terpenes full send and just make sure that again like if you're buying it online make sure that there's a certificate of analysis and mm-hmm. even so you if can look at what it's being housed in. No, no, no. That's what's in the certificate of analysis will. That's what's in the oil. Mm, got it. Yep. So when it comes to inhalables, a certificate of analysis will tell you the specific like cannabinoids that are on there. And again, like usually there should be like a more information, more ingredients. And it should say cannabinoids, terpenes. Nothing else. That's it. Full stop. Leave it. It's kind of like we say in Crash Course, where like when you eat your food, your food should have like a ingredient, like broccoli or chicken, yeah. not like yeah. chicken plus folate and whatever. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So that's when it comes to the inhalables. And then once you get into like the ingestibles, it's going into like you're eating it. You know, it's either it's chocolate, it's a gummy, it's a tincture. That's where, you know, they're, if you're going for like if you're, wanting to sleep there's some edibles on the market that will have melatonin in there and they'll have these other like ashwagandha and they'll have these other like functioning functional ingredients that's fine just know what you're putting into your body just don't put it into your fucking lungs is all don't just because it is does not mean it needs to go into your lungs motherfuckers like okay so 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 if they're looking at and thinking about you can eat the extras just don't smoke the extras. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well then, and then like, so I feel like this stuff is evolving really fast. Like looking into the future, what changes do you anticipate in terms of like the use of cannabis by athletes or like, how do you see the conversation around the topic like evolving? Well, I mean, on, again, it's a conversation. So it's one conversation at a time and that's how we help get rid of the stigma. At the same time, we're dealing with so much history that it's going to take a minute and it's still classified as a schedule one drug. So when it comes to research, we don't have the research that we need for it to be accepted. Is cannabis one of the most researched thing out there? Yes. At the same time, it depends on the country. It doesn't have like, there's actually studies out there that try to go against cannabis. They're like, I'm going to do this research study. I'm going to show cannabis is bad. And then they can't. and it's funny too just like reading my papers you're like yeah here's how i started oh tail between my legs but again you still gotta publish it motherfuckers (laughs) right well and that's kind of the interesting thing about like even like what's it called my brain just stopped working mdma like they remember when in the 90s when they used to say that mdma would put like holes in your brain 
And it turns oh. out and this, this lasted forever to this day. People are like MDMA will put holes in your brain, but it turned out when they did that study, did you know this? When they did that study, it turned out that they had accidentally been using like, oops, took the drug from the meth bottle and not the MDMA bottle. And they had actually accidentally administered meth to everyone. And the meth was what put holes in everyone's brain. But now, Probably. you know, like 20 years later, people are Second. still like, oh yeah, like MDMA will put holes in your brain. So it's like, you have to really be mindful of like, okay, well, what was the study? Where was it done? How long ago? Like, because one wrong yeah. study, you know, and this stuff gets out there and people are like, well, you know, that cannabis is real bad for you. Exactly. Well, it's also like the food pyramid. Like we grew up on the food pyramid, you know, like, oh, like can you just eat real food? <laughs> yeah. If you just cut off like the bottom third of the food pyramid, and just like eat real food, that would be great. It's a period. The food pyramid's fine. It just needs to be like one level shorter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just get get the going for sure. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's. I mean, it's having those. I mean, for it to be medically, for it to be medically accepted, and for it to be accepted, like we need the research for it, and then we also, unfortunately, like it's fucking politics, man. Like it is mm -hmm. what it is. It's politics, unfortunately, and we have like so many veterans, former professional athletes, especially like the veterans. Like we have people hurting and they don't have access to medicine or even with the VA, like some people will lose their benefits if they pop hot. So then they're hopped up on all these opioids or hopped up on like all these other pills when there's a plant that could be beneficial. And that's the thing too, is like, and I'm not saying like go full stop on your existing routine. It's just like, add it in and see what happens. And that's pretty much like for my last class where I was designing a clinical research study where I focused on 10 medical cannabis, can marijuana, can the devil's lettuce be effective in treating post-concussion syndrome symptoms. So there's a study for, it's a specific type of seizure. It's a drop seizure in children. So the realm of caring did a really good study. Well, the realm of caring, I think that the realm of caring, they're here in Colorado and they help families basically for children with seizures. So there's a study, I think it's out of North, out of the Northeast. You can find it on their website where it's, it's, it's like LG seizures and it's a drop seizure. So the child will like drop, like they're just walking and they just fall. So the one thing that I really liked about the study is that like you kept the children on their existing seizure routine and then like the seizure medication, and then you just added in CBD and you had your placebo and you had a low dose CBD and then you had a medium dose CBD. So the children that had like the medium dose CBD and their existing seizure medication, fucking rock stars. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, which is a great lead in because on our next episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about the impact of CBD on injuries and, and impact to the brain. So this was freaking awesome. If you guys found this helpful, please leave a comment in the chats. If you know someone who's struggling with pain, who is considering, gosh, like I, I think that CBD or THC or cannabis in general might help me, but I don't know where to start or I'm nervous that I'm just going to become some some lazy stoner please send them this podcast this is you know our intention is to like really break some of the stigma and like bring this stuff to athletes of how can we use something a little bit more natural than just like popping advil every single day and wearing the shit out of our liver in order to be healthy happy awesome athletes so b we'll see you in the next episode everyone Woo. thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you later